The following gentleman knows more about quarterback play than any human being walking planet Earth. He is also probably the most happy to not be coaching college football today. Steve Logan joins us. Uh, was that accurate? Are you happy that you don't don't have to deal with everything they have to deal with today in college football? Well, the first part of your statement is inaccurate. I'm not the <laughs> smartest football coach. The second part is extremely accurate. I didn't say you were uh, the smartest football coach. I said you know more about quarterbacks. Oh, well, even that, I don't, I don't know. I, I had a lot of opinions that kept me employed for about 45 years, but uh, I'll tell you, it's a tricky business, isn't it? But th- this college thing... Uh, you know, it. last night when you and I were texting a little bit, Adam, uh, I made this point. You know, I'm doing a, a radio show over in the East now. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth going on at uh, East Carolina. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's a simple matter of them missing. They missed and invested all of their uh, training and time in a young man. And it hasn't panned out. Right. So it's the quarterback's the problem. And, you know, I was asked about this, and, of course, I'm real delicate about commenting on anything East Carolina for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I made I made this comment. There were there are a couple of issues there that, uh, you know, I went through 1993 when I had a young man break his leg, and we didn't have a quarterback for the whole year, and I knew that we couldn't score a point. And we went, we went predictably two and nine that year, and they asked me about that. And I said what I decided to do was just simply run my offense the entire year as if I had a quarterback because <laughs> I thought I would have another year after that. Right. And so what I was doing in the meantime is just training my tight end and my quarterback and my wideouts how to execute this particular offense. And then, you know, we got lucky and the young man came back and the rest is history. Okay. But I, I'm just saying that just to say this was my next comment. And, you know, you mentioned about coaching in college this day and age. If you, if I had had the same landscape available to me back then that's available now, seriously, and I'm, I'm very seriously, what I would have done, I would have simply gone to one of the bigger boosters and said, look, I need, pick a number, $250,000, sure. $500,000, and I'm going to go shopping in in the portal and I'm going to go sign the backup quarterback at Ole Miss, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, you name just right. one. I'm going to get I'm going to get one of them because just as is now is the same as it was back then. The the fabric I had in the program was pretty solid. Yep. I just didn't have a quarterback. And so, you know, it was it was real fixable. I got lucky because the young man that got so badly hurt, came back, and he was a fantastic football player, Marcus Crandall, yeah. and went on for about 12 years in the CFL. But, uh, you know, the bad news is you're having to coach in this collegiate climate. But the good news is you can Colorado your situation and and really fix it pretty quickly once you pinpoint your deficiencies. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. No, I mean, the uh, the ability to go out and change your roster – Heck, uh, Charlotte, which I don't think has done a good jo- as good a job as Colorado, they had like 50 new players. And uh, Colorado, I believe, has some, almost 60 new players. So, yeah, right. you, 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 can, you can do that. It's probably not the way to build your program, but it is the way to go from really bad to respectable 
uh, in a hurry, and then you have to recruit your way out. Um, well, you know, um, when, when you when you th- that brought that brought up my next, and I know I'm I'm leading you off track of what you wanted to talk <laughs> about. Okay, it doesn't matter; it's radio, okay? Yeah. So <laughs> here's the other thing about that, though. That remember when the one and done hit the college basketball scene? Yeah, it's still there. And well, it's <laughs> yeah. still, that's true. Okay, but remember when it hit? I remember whether it was said verbally or just by actions. Mike Krzyzewski saying, I'm not going to do that. Right. We're Duke. And then Duke started getting just beat to death. Yep. And then Mike Krzyzewski said, hey, let's do some one and done. And he mm-hmm. came, comes back and wins the national championship. Now, that's fairly accurate, true? Yes, absolutely. Well, the point I'm making about that is I think that building a program is becoming and is going to become the number two agenda on every head coach's plate, the number one agenda on the plate will now become not building the program, but roster management, yeah. much like the NFL. I mean, oh, in the, no when, I was in the, when I was in the NFL at the end of the season, hey, we knew we didn't have what a defensive tackle. Well, we're, you know, we're going to position ourselves to go get a defensive tackle and cure that immediate problem. And, you know, in the NFL, you're not building a program. You're managing a roster. Right. And I really do believe that's where the collegiate model is is going to go. And the ones that figure it out, and it, this gets back to Dabo Swinney saying, you know, <laughs> uh, he's he's kind of mentioned that, that, you know, Clemson's not going to do that NIL thing. Right. Yeah. No, the, no, the NIL thing. He's, the, he's, a, he's against the portal. He's okay with well, NIL now. He's against the portal. Well, he's coming around then because I'm going to tell you what, he better get interested in the portal. Yeah, I agree. What will begin to happen is the portal will take from him and he's not getting anything out of the portal. And that's a slippery slope. So anyway, the whole college thing, I'm watching with uh, great interest. Great interest. (laughs) I know you are. Steve Logan is with us here. All right. Uh, I mentioned quarterbacks at the front. Going into last week's game between the Houston Texans and the Carolina Panthers, uh, a narrative all over TV, all over uh, Elon Musk's website, was uh, the Panthers lost the draft because C.J. Stroud is the next uh, uh, Ken Stabler and Bryce Young is the next, I don't know, Urkel. Uh, So... um, your thoughts on Bryce Young, who I think has actually looked pretty good uh, as the season has gone all, gone along. Yeah, you know, the thing with Bryce Young and, of course, that, you know, how quickly we have to label if somebody. <laughs> you got to put a label on everything, right, as fast as you can. And, uh, you know, so many times that's just not the right thing. Um, you know, when I look at Bryce Young, I see a young man that's got really quick decision-making ability. He's accurate, and those two are the fundamental attributes you have to have to succeed in the NFL. And as his football team gets better around him, you'll see him play better, and I think you're seeing a little bit of that. Uh, I looked at his stats just this morning, you know, when you called last night. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, And they're growing. They're, you know, the, the needle is pointing up. Yeah. And it just, take, it just takes one week to destroy every single narrative, doesn't it? Uh, just one week, and all of a sudden, well, not so fast. Bryce Young just beat C.J. C. J. Stroud. Well, you know, I think C.J. Stroud is in a little bit better position 
as far as the whole football team's concerned. He's got a little bit better football team around him, offense and defense. Mm-hmm. And the Panthers are, you know, they're a, a typical mess from the standpoint of, uh, you know, when you pick first in the draft, that's an indication you've got all kinds of problems, but uh, you better get a quarterback. And I think uh, time will tell. This kid's going to be pretty good. But, y- you know, talking about all the the things that affect quarterback play and the things that affect a narrative around a quarterback, mm-hmm. I am watching with great, great interest. Um, what's the young young man's name at Seattle? Geno. Geno Smith. Geno Smith. There's another first round bust, right? Second round, second round pick, but yes, a bust. Yeah, he's a bust. He can't play. He's this. He's <laughs> you know. But look, the, you know, I watched him with great interest the whole time, even when he kind of went under the radar for a while, because. I watched this kid play in a in a air raid offense in college, which the air raid offense at the collegiate level does not in any way, shape, or form prepare you for what's getting ready to happen right. in the NFL. It's a detriment. It's a true detriment. And the young man went through some of that, but I'm just going to tell you what. Look what happens when he's in a sound system. He's got time to develop. He can trust his defense. He doesn't have to go out there and throw a touchdown pass every drive, mm-hmm. which is where Bryce Young is right now. Okay, and that yeah. affects quarterback play, too, and people don't want to admit that. But, you know, I'm watching this kid play some really good football. And so, again, all these labels that get attached so quickly, uh, and then, of course, the ones that attach the labels that turn out being wrong never have to stand before the court <laughs> and be sentenced to death like they should, but <laughs> they just slap the label and down the road they go. So anyway, there's that. Let me uh, let me ask you about Drake May, and uh, we need to carve out some time where we can uh, like spend serious time talking about quarterbacks. I I quote you five times a week, uh, so we've spent too much time together on the radio before Steve Logan is joining us. Uh, Drake May, um, uh, how have you seen his season, and what are your thoughts on how good he is as a pro prospect? I think he's one of those guys that's going to be a possible first pick of the draft guy. And he's got, you know, he's displaying all the attributes that you're looking for. And and again, it starts with two things. It starts with decision-making and accuracy. And and he's displayed both of those in abundance. And uh, I think there's a toughness to this young man Mm -hmm. just watching from a distance that you got to have, which, by the way, was one of the things that scares me. Well, it doesn't anymore, but it scared me about Bryce Young was his durability prediction. Right. He was so slight of frame, and, yeah. you know, I, I'm serious. It's a big man's game up there, but, you know, this Drake May kid is, you know, he's got some stature to him, and uh, I, I think he's a fantastic football player. And, uh, you know, it's just amazing, though, what has happened to Carolina in two weeks. Yeah. You know, well, two weeks ago, everybody's saying, hey, they're going to be a Final Four threat, and, yeah. Two weeks later, they can't even get out of bed without falling on the carpet. So, you know, <laughs> just just play one more week of football, and everything you were thinking is not what you were thinking. It's incredible. It, it, and, it is. It's the, world's, it's the world's number one reality show is what it is. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny because we all knew it was out there. I didn't think it was going to be out there against Virginia. Not at home. I didn't. I I said, like, this is not going to happen this week. We all thought that, you know, they would stub their toe possibly against Georgia Tech. They've had historical problems beating Georgia Tech, especially in Atlanta. So, And Georgia Tech is better than Virginia. But, my gosh, 
Uh, I know. They, they didn't. They couldn't wait. We couldn't wait to mess up the season. Um, <laughs> what are what are you going to be for Halloween? <laughs> I'm going to be hiding. That's oh, what I'm going to be. <laughs> oh, come there. The kids are coming yeah. to the Logan house. No, I'm leaving the house. I'm turning out all the lights. Oh. I'm going to just drive around in my car. Is there a Nobody Grinch? Is there a Grinch no. for uh, for Halloween? You're the Grinch. No, I'm I'm lying. I'm tell, to tell you the truth. I'm going to take. I've got two grandchildren here in the Raleigh area, so I'm going to go. You know, run around the neighborhoods with those guys and hope I don't get in trouble or anything. But uh, they've already got their costumes picked out, and we're ready to go. What are uh, what are their costumes? Can you give it away? Or well, no? my youngest son is a head baseball coach down at Middle Creek High right. School in South Raleigh, and his daughter's going to be a Middle Creek cheerleader. She's nice. eight years old, <laughs> and uh, the son, who is, you know, going to grow, he's growing up in the dugout, of course. Uh, <laughs> he decided he's going to be, I think he discovered Mickey Mouse out of nowhere, and he wow. decided he's going to be Mickey Mouse. He didn't even know what that is, but anyway... <laughs> That's what he is. He's got huge ears on his head. I saw nice. the picture this morning. So we're ready to go. That is fantastic. Uh, Coach, I, I love talking to you. I'll talk to you very soon. All right, man. Be careful. You got it. Steve Steve Logan here on the Adam Gold Show. Uh, literally, there's never enough time. There's never enough time for Coach.